It's Monday the 20th of July 2020. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm joined this week by the Ruv broadcast journalist Birgir Thor Hardason. And the big news stories this week have been about the likely raising of the assembly limit to a thousand people and extending bar opening hours, as well as the list of six safe countries from which people are allowed to enter Iceland without testing or quarantine. There have been a swarm of powerful earthquakes last night and into this morning that have been felt all over southwest Iceland. Iceland Air has had a turbulent week, cancelling some pilot pilot redundancies and then laying off all cabin crew before finally negotiating a last-minute deal this weekend that both sides now claim to be happy with. And there was an unusual midsummer orange weather warning for the Westfjords and a yellow weather alert for much of the rest of the country late last week and into Saturday with cold temperatures, high winds and extreme rain and snow in some places. And actually, we're going to start today on that summer storm before getting on to the other important issues, uh, because we're joined on the phone by Alex Tyas, who lives in Isavirud and experienced um, what you could call the worst of the Icelandic summer firsthand. Alex, hello. Hello. Uh, how are you? Good, good. Good. So <laughs> now yeah, that the, the weather's ended, good. <laughs> yes. So survived it then? Yeah, yeah. No, nothing, nothing crazy compared to winter, but like very unexpected. Yeah, I mean it's it's July, so there's a lot of presumably quite a lot of tourists in town. A lot of Icelandic tourists, yeah, yeah. and and yeah, there is some there is some foreigners, but nowhere near as much as we would normally have if like a cruise ship was was here. Mm. Um, but still, yeah, I mean it's it's the middle of July. There's a lot of there's tree leaves on the trees. There's you know, um, it must have been an interesting experience. Yeah, it. I think. There we go. It made everything seem a lot worse because of all the leaves on the trees. And so I was watching the trees outside the house and, and the, the majority of houses around, at least where we live, are completely covered in leaves still. So that's going to, I think we were kind of hoping that they would just fall away, but that doesn't seem to be happening. So I think we'll be getting the horse pipe out. And we were... Like it started raining probably Wednesday lunchtime and it did not stop until Friday sometime late on in the in the night slash early Saturday morning. And it wasn't just um, raining a bit, was it? It was that... No, it was heavy, heavy, heavy rain. <laughs> we don't normally get that kind of rain. Mm. And the wind we also had yeah, very strong wind and you could hear the crashing of the rocks coming down the mountain, and and we watched quite a lot of rock slides and landslides from from our house. And where do you live in town, in relation to the mountain? Are you on the town centre part or up near the mountain? Up, up towards on the hill, so just just underneath one of the avalanche barriers. So at least we know the avalanche barriers are there, and they're doing their job, obviously in the winter, but they're also there in the in the summer for. For situations like this, mm, it's an unusual um, situation to have in the summer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite unusual. And and one of the the things is obviously we had so much water that all of the waterfalls that we normally have anyway uh, were completely full and overflowing. As I'm sure people saw pictures from the campsite that was completely flooded and and flooded the kitchen and toilet areas and um. 
there was also some landslides in uh, Bolovic that cut off the road over to Skolovic and up to Bolofjad, which is the, like the weather station on top of the mountain. They were all cut off from landslides and um, yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> it was interesting. What about any um, aftermath? Is everything completely back to normal now? How's the weather? I mean, yesterday was, was an, a lovely day. It was incredible. I think it was around 15 degrees, a light breeze, back to back to the weather that we were having before before Wednesday. Um, there's still snow up on the mountains, which came with this storm because it was around three or four degrees when this when it rolled in, and so there's snow, new snow on the mountains. Um, so that'll start to disappear now. But um, yeah, we're back to summer again. Which is very weird. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> yeah. So the message from the Westfields today is that um, back to normal, still a great place to come and visit. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Everyone coming this week, I think you'll have a great time. Anyone who came last week, then, well, Iceland. <laughs> that is true. Anything can happen at any time of year. What about yeah. uh, transport links? I understand that, for example, Suðavíkurhlíð uh, had troubles because they're very prone to landslides anyway so this weather must have made yeah. it pretty treacherous i assume so i'm not entirely sure if they closed the road or not um but i would assume that they did because usually it's just on the they're, they're very cautious about that road just because it is so dangerous and um yeah, we need we basically like need a we need a tunnel to be built instead of that road because in the winter it closed a lot because of avalanches and in the summer obviously there's rock slides so mm. it's a very dangerous little stretch of road that obviously connects the west fjords with the rest of Iceland the majority of the year so yeah and you wouldn't want one of those rocks to to, to fall on the top of your car for sure no because there was it wasn't small rock slides like it was. Big, big boulders coming down the mountains. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you've seen some of the videos as well mm. um, of big rocks coming down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the mountains look a bit different. You can tell that the tops are sort of, the grass has gone and it's where you can see where the landslides have been. And that's in town, so never mind around on, on the bit of road where the mountains are a lot steeper there. Yeah. Is there any, just quickly, is there any um, sign of damage to the plants, for example? Because obviously you don't want three degree temperatures in the middle of July when you've got all the flowers and, and, and whatnot out in the garden. Or do you think they've yeah. survived? There's, um, I think that they've all survived, but there's a lot of very windswept looking plants um, that have maybe lost a few leaves and look a bit worse to wear, but they're definitely still alive. Probably a lot of windswept-looking people as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of those out dog walking. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Great. And I assume, on a completely different topic, you probably haven't felt any earthquakes up there today. Absolutely none. The no. most, the yeah, the first time I read was was on Facebook. People commenting from from the south. I never feel them either. I was no. Uh, <laughs> a lot of, as you say on Facebook, a lot of people are saying. Did you feel that? Did you feel that? Or I got woken up by it. I haven't felt anything yet. No, um, no, I, I never expect us to feel anything here. And then every now and again, someone says, oh, yes, there was one here. But nope, never. <laughs> I've 
what been in Iceland for five years now and never, never felt any earthquake. So. Long may that continue. Yes. <laughs> Alex Tyus, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, yeah, so from, from the weather to the... Um, the spate of earthquakes that we've that started up yesterday evening is never a dull moment, is it, Biggie? No, there there isn't. Um, we had the, uh, a big earthquake in Grindavik or near Grindavik uh, last night, F- uh, size five, which is uh, pr- yeah on Icelandic standards pretty big, mm-hmm. um, the largest one yet, I think, uh, at least the largest one in quite some time since all things started in Grindavik this winter. Uh, which was, I think, the end of January. They've been yeah. shaking for ages. Yeah, and it's pretty um, mar- remarkable to see that they have a, like a chart on the Veðurpunkturis, uh, mm-hmm. which is the uh, meteorologist's office yep. in Iceland. Um, it's pretty remarkable to see the charts uh, because from uh, midnight last night, there have been like one th- 1,100 uh, earthquakes that have shown up on the chart, and it's like uh, it's a very t- tight, uh, like uh, the all the bars are already tight, <laughs> which is uh, yeah, pretty impressive and, and and interesting because all these earthquakes are not like size five. There have been like uh, a lot of small earthquakes that mm. really people don't really feel feel, but there have been. Since the, the 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 big one last night, uh, there have been uh, nineteen larger than three, and uh, there have been two size four point six and four point three, which is noticeable. Noticeable, <laughs> minute, and yeah. people, yeah, we we feel it here in the capital Reykjavik. So, mm. and people have been f- uh, feeling it in the Westman Islands and uh, all around. Did you personally? No, no, I, I didn't. No, 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 no. Oh. I have been. Uh, yeah, I I went to sleep. Uh, early yesterday, so I haven't f- felt anything. <laughs> the big one that was about eleven thirty last night was yes. it? I mean, I was awake and nope, didn't feel it. Yeah, I'm clearly just not very sensitive. There's this thing uh, with uh, earthquakes in Iceland. People tend to think because we we know they're they happen quite a lot because we are uh, like a volcano volcanic island. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom always thinks that some truck or something had just hit the house or something when she feels an earthquake. Which would be worse. Yeah, which I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, the very first thing that people ask when these things happen is, uh, what does it mean? Is there a volcano about to start? We don't know the answer for sure. Um, but is there any new information since yesterday? No, but the uh, there's the interesting, uh, like... Yeah, what's happening now? It's the uh, the activity was centered around Thorbjörn, the the mountain of Grentavik, mm. uh, the town mountain, if we as we call it in Iceland. Uh, yeah, in in January it was centered around that mountain, but now it has moved east, and is uh, centered around Fagradalsfjall, mm-hmm. which is about ten kilometer kilometers uh, from the Blue Lagoon. Because that's a that's a landmark people know, um, uh, which is further away. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. further further yeah. away, uh, but still on the on the same area, the seismic area. But it's there are a, a few like if we go into geology here, uh, the uh, there are a few rifts mm. on this in this seismic area, which uh, 
So it, the 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 activity now is in a, on an, another rift, if I understand it con- con- correctly. But uh, there I, I there, there isn't any like volcanic activity that we know of. We we there's no one going to tell us that there's going to be an an eruption there in mm. foreseeable future. I think, but we know there's a risk, and when there's a risk, it can always happen. Exactly, and in related but separate news, the 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 North East Iceland earthquake swarm that's also been happening that. 14,000 um, earthquakes they've had up there as well. Yeah. Which we, is a hell of a lot. That's 14,000. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's, a, I think, a little bit uh, bigger area in, like, uh, landmass, but uh, they are, are more distributed over a piece of land and mostly out of, out of sea, I think. Mm. Um, and the... Uh, and for me, I, I I have a cute interest in uh, earthquakes, and I've always had. But I've never. This is the first uh, that I have heard of that area in the North Country that's been shaking so much. No, same. And it's not close to an active volcano up there, unlike down here. So it's no, but it's. You can say it's all the. Uh, there are uh, like rifts everywhere and can open everywhere. But the uh, the Tjörnesbrotabelti, which is the uh, the area up on up in uh, in the north country, it's uh, connected to uh, all these uh, volcanoes up there, Askja and uh, all these big and new volcanoes in in the highlands mm-hmm. up north. So it's. Uh, it's all related. We can never, you could never like rule out anything. Now, obviously, everyone's fascinated by things happening under their feet, um, but it's not always the easiest topic to just chat about because we always don't know so much about what is actually happening down there. Um, but something we perhaps do know more about is what's been going on with Iceland Air. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty huge week for that airline. Uh, seems at the moment to have ended quite well. Yeah, but there's going to be like after uh, which is like uh, yeah, that, that matter has not been put to grave. Um, I think the uh, the Confederation of Workers Worker Unions and the Store and Office Workers Union they have all like uh, they're not happy with how Icelandair handled these no- negotiation. Can you just quickly explain how that was? Yeah, I wish I could, but we really don't know what happened uh, on these meetings where they're trying to agree on a on a on wages and and a new contract for the uh, the stewardesses. But it's quite unusual for a company to say like, okay, this is impossible. We're just going to walk away and talk with other people. That doesn't often happen, does it? No, it doesn't. But I think this this is a very like a unique situation that we're in. We have an airline that has uh, been in a serious trouble. And before COVID-19, they, they were like struggling because the uh, the competition were offering lower fares and everything. But Iceland Air is a legacy airline, which, uh, and they have a, a very high like service rate. So they... Their uh, stewardesses are 
paid more, I think, than the uh, than the average stewardess in in Iceland in in Europe. Excuse, sorry, and um, I think that's that that they at least say that that have been a, a huge problem for them paying these high Icelandic wages because it's just been too tough to maintain the business while while uh, paying them so much and uh and it's it was quite unusual to uh, just lay everyone off in the middle of a of a no- negotiation and people are still debating if it was legal um the workers union of of course of course think that it was not illegal uh, it was not legal mm. but the other side say it was but we we re- really haven't like figured it out and uh, we haven't put it to the grave no as i say but they are the stewardesses are uh, the stewardess union are uh, they are sitting on a on a meeting right now uh and they're the, the the new contract that was agreed upon this weekend uh is being introduced and discussed and then they will uh put it to vote yeah and we don't obviously, as you say, we don't know much about what happens because the negotiations are private. But they seem to be saying it's based on the contract that was rejected quite recently. But that the specific points that the cabin crew were most upset about have been tweaked, uh, amended, mm-hmm. and that both the association and the airline are happy with it now. It doesn't mean that the that the flight attendants are going to vote in favour of it. But no, it doesn't. But the uh, the rumor was that the uh there was this one small detail that could be like uh, could be put forward in in, in multiple ways mm. and that was the reason why the uh, flight attendants uh, didn't agree upon the 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 latest uh, the last agreement and uh, then of course Iceland there decided to lay off the whole staff which is yeah was very unusual, and I think it's a testament to how um, how bad the situation for Iceland Air is, or it might be a an indication of it. Because, as we know, the Icelandic authorities have have said if they they won't be uh, giving them any money uh, if they won't if they don't solve the. Uh, the uh, the wage issue for the steward uh, yeah the stewardess mm. and um, so I don't think that they have they were so clear if 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 it was uh, I don't think it was clear enough if Iceland there could just lay the whole staff off and that would sort the problem out or and then the Icelandic authorities would uh, come and rescue them or. Or not, I but mean, of so of course not, because the really, the prime minister yeah. just came forward and said that you have to do it the right way mm. if you're going to get the uh, the support. But uh, I mean, part of what Iceland Air trades on is its reputation and the fact that people in Iceland are, are generally quite proud of it and and want to support it. And if they did do that and um, cut all ties with their former staff, that would obviously damage their reputation. And maybe the the reason for saving them would have been less. Yeah, <laughs> in but that case. 
just to mention that Iceland Air is, has, has always been trading on uh, as this legacy airline and been there. Yeah, the res, their reputation has been like they have a very high service rate and they offer more than the low fare airlines. But they're really not com- competitive. Mm. And that what they are always saying. I don't know if it's if it uh, weighs enough into these negotiations or whatever. But it re- it's it's been a it's been ongoing this debate and this like problem that Iceland Air uh, has been in, mm. and it was it was evident when they were competing with Wow Air before before Wow Air collapsed, but. And of course, interestingly, they they were also paying Icelandic wages, yes, and managing to 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 do it cheaper. Yeah, they did um, other contracts with their 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 people. So, uh, but they they as well were complaining that the Icelandic uh, the Icelandic workers' wages were too high for to be competitive on the international market, at least in the flight business. But there are other expensive countries in the world. Norwegian is a big airline, not also doing particularly well right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, and Switzerland and, and many other countries, and they do seem to manage. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really a professional in this in this these business, but um, I think some of these airlines are uh, renting stuff from uh, countries that pay less. In maybe in Eastern Europe, mm. uh, and that was that was the case early days of of Wow Air when they just they needed pilots and and crew to uh, operate the the air, the aircrafts. Uh, yeah, do, do you think that's where Iceland Air might have gone this time round? Because it's very unclear who in Iceland they would talk to apart from the cabin crew association if they yeah, were to that would be an crew. obvious choice just to go out uh, abroad or yeah get foreign workers but as i said the uh, the Icelandic th- authorities uh, are willing to rescue Iceland air if the uh, if they like get enough money to uh, from their investors and if they do it the right way with the uh, the, the workers, yeah, and deal in on like in Icelandic terms, yeah, which probably involves employing some Icelanders. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Um, just quickly before we uh, run out of time, six safe countries now. Mm-hmm. Um, people who avoid testing or quarantine when they enter Iceland. That started on Thursday. Um, what's the feedback been from that so far? Um, not really much. It's uh, it's been going as usual. Um, I just noticed they just put out the, uh, the, the their COVID numbers this morning, and uh, there've been a little bit fewer tests on the uh, on the border mm. uh, over the weekend. But I, that may be normal, just a normal fluctuation. We won't see, we won't know until we have uh, enough data. I think. Uh, if this is safe or if it's working or not, the uh, the uh, Gunnarsson, the chief epidemiologist, yeah, uh, our Fauci, <laughs> yeah, has uh, yes, I think he's confident in doing this. Although he said he wouldn't be doing this until the uh, 
until the first uh, of August, I think. Uh, it was a little bit rushed these this decision because uh, I, because the uh, the hospital couldn't take over from decode the uh, all the tests mm. or that was supposed to be a week ago yeah and then it got extended is yeah. that still the case today no, it, it happened uh, yesterday i think the uh, that the the, the, the hospital mm. took over all the tests and uh, and doing things with the tests that they do <laughs> to mm. uh, figure out if someone is uh, has covid-19 or not yeah um okay there was also on that very same subject um, the idea of from the beginning of August or maybe after Vestlundmanhelgi raising the assembly limit. Yes. Uh, currently, it's five hundred. Has been for a while, and it could be a thousand. Um, seems sensible in the current climate, at least. Um, if nothing changes, it seems. And also to do it after Vestlundmanhelgi is smart. Yeah, I think obviously that's it's it's being done like that because they don't want people gathering during Vestlundmanahelgi in these small towns where the uh, the police and the authorities don't have like the uh, just the capacity to to manage large large groups mm. especially during these times um so i think it's logical to do it like that and uh yeah i thorlver uh, had been planning on doing this, extending the limit uh, for quite some time. But the when the uh, there was this group, uh, when a lot of people were tested with COVID nineteen mm. in the beginning beginning of July, I think he just put a pause on it, and therefore it's happening now in two weeks' time rather than a fortnight ago. Mm. And very last question. Have you had an impression of his, well, three in in, in whole, the people that are leading the campaign against COVID-19 in Iceland, they had, or probably still do, enormous public trust. Mm. Has that changed at all now? Are people losing their confidence a bit or are they still like... No, I think people are... People... Uh, there have been uh, some research done on on this and or regular ones, and the uh, people still trust the uh, the authorities and the three ekis to uh, to lead the lead the way. And really, and it's that's quite interesting. The, it really hasn't faltered at all. Mm. People are it fluctuates if people are scared of getting uh, getting COVID nineteen or not. Uh, and it, it just happens to be like uh, following the opening of the borders, and when they uh, there were some group of people that tested positive, mm. and uh, but I think that would be normal in any sense. Um, but the the trust of the authorities has been pretty yeah pretty high mm. all throughout. That's yeah. That's the impression I'm getting as well, which is interesting because it's getting so much more complicated and things are moving so quickly. But it does seem to be holding. Yeah, and and now when the uh, when we're taking like action on the borders and uh, making decisions on what country to what citizens to uh, let into the country or not, it's it gets politicized, 
And uh, then I think we will see that these decisions are being contented and uh, yeah, discussed in more like a political fashion than, than, the, uh, than we have done yet. Yes, well, uh, time flies when you're chatting news and The Week in Iceland is out of time yet again. Um, for now, it's a massive thanks to my guest, Birgithor Hardason, and also to Alex Tayas on the phone from the Westfields at the start of the show. The Week in Iceland will be back next Monday, the 27th of July, on roof.is forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, through the Roof app, and on your favourite podcast platform. If you've been enjoying my Icelandic language show, Nia Raddit, remember you can also catch up with that on the Roof Player as well. And also at five past eight on Saturday mornings in July and August on Raustfur. Now, we finish today with Tak för mig by Ingo Vedergvöð, the brand new Thjóðhátíð 2020 song for the Vestlunamannahelgi festival that unfortunately never was. It's a good song though. Bye for now.
fyrir mig yndislega íja Ég kem aftur til þín Takk fyrir mig <tjum>